to all you addicts out there that's got yourself a great big Jones and you've been trying all the methadone and you just can't leave that heroin alone. <laughs> What's up, Redskins addicts? It's your boy Rod. Welcome y'all back to episode 14, the Brad Johnson pod. Tune in, pour a drink, sit back, relax. Appreciate you. Hey, welcome back to Redskins Addicts episode 14. So I just want to start this pod a little bit differently, and I want to give a shout out. I know we typically do that at the end, but I want to shout out to DC Nate O on Twitter. Uh, hit me up a couple of days ago, said he was fiending for the pod. Uh, so obviously we're happy to bring him back a new episode, not only for him, but all listeners. So if you haven't listened, you are listening right now, share the pod, join us up, hit us up on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, join in. All right, moving on. So earlier this week, gentlemen, uh, Alex Smith was cleared. I think it was about Sunday evening. Um, he was removed from the pup. Um, what does that mean for the Washington football team moving forward? So we've seen a video that was tweeted and then deleted by ESPN NFL Nation reporter John Keim. Uh, it showed Haskins and Smith throwing a pass simultaneously. Uh, Haskins was off target uh, while Smith's pass was accurate. So the question with that is like, were there smoke? Is there fire? Or do you guys think DC media is once again playing their devilish hands, uh, making up stories for clicks and interactions? Well, first start out by a shout out to Rod. You know, we got to throw that out there. Appreciate you, man. You give me a shout out. <laughs> shout out to Phil, too. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Phil, you know. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll start out. I mean, yeah, it's a good. It's it's still a good news story, and um, you know, JP Finley loves him. Love him some Alex Smith. I, 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 we talked about this earlier. He he did seven on sevens. I think he did nine on nines today or yesterday. So there might be eleven on elevens next week. But he was going against the twos. No one no one has rushed him the way they've rushed, um, you know, Dwayne Haskins. Um, like, I don't think he like Alex Smith is going against like Chase Young or Ryan Carrick. I think they're just going against like twos and threes. But hey, I mean, Dev said it. He's going to take a roster spot at this point. I think he is. We are going to run three quarterbacks. I think we are. He is going to take a roster spot as much as I don't think he should. Um, I, I think he is going to take a roster spot. But here's the deal. Dwayne's younger. He's healthier. This is Ron's vision. He's about the young. He's about the youth. I don't think he's about the old Alex Smith. Um I think that there is a long-term plan. I think, you know, Kyle will probably be third string Kyle Allen. I think Alex Smith might actually be a backup. I mean, he'll be the highest paid backup in probably the history of the NFL uh, with a $75 million contract. But I mean, I just hope it's not a controversy. We were talking about this before, like this is the RG3 Kirk Cousins 2.0. This does not need to be that. And I know Ellie, this is your, your line. They just need to come out and name Dwayne the starter. They have to, um, Alex Smith had a presser. He said he's not feeling pain, but the titanium rods are giving him discomfort. Someone told me, someone uh, on the radio talked about the pins. I forget how many pins it is, but it is a lot of pins. 50. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, Julie Donaldson, I heard her, I forget who she was being interviewed by um, on a podcast here recently. She said something. I don't want to read too much into it, but she goes, oh, this is a great story. No matter where Alex goes, you know, it's going to be great. And I was like, no matter where he goes, what are you talking? Is there something we don't know that, that, you know, maybe I'm reading into it, but you know, he did say, you know, him coming back is, it will set him up not just for football, but for his life to be with his kids and everything. So, uh, I mean, yeah, at best he could be number two, but 
there should be no talk of him becoming the starting quarterback. That's my piece. Go ahead, Dev. Sorry, Dev's not talking. I'll take it. I still believe that Alex Smith is a training camp arm at this point. I think that there's a gentleman's agreement that once training camp is over, they name Dwayne the starter, Alex Smith is going to retire. I, I truly believe that that's what's going to happen. I, I don't so. I don't know of any other reason to be going through this charade because Alex Smith cannot play football. His, his Alex legs Smith thinks he can play football. Nah, bro. His legs give him discomfort. He does, though. I honestly, man, like I look at it from a dad, from a dad standpoint, he just wants to show his kids what hard work and determination can get you out of life. I think he's, he's done that. that. He's, he's proven yeah. it exactly. He's proven it to them. Just Alex, if you ever listen to this pod, like you're the last football jersey I bought from the Washington Redskins. I saw the Project Eleven. Like I respected you your entire career. I think you're very high intelligence, you know, very good quarterback. You don't have the hardware to prove that, but you've done very well. You've done what only 32 other men could do uh, on a year in a year out basis. And that's play starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, you're accomplished. You've, you've, you've acquired everything you want to acquire. You came back from a horrific injury that would have medically retired a soldier and, you know, whatever military within the nation's defense forces probably would have been medically retired from that type of injury. You came back, you're in practice, you're running around, enjoy your kids, enjoy your grandkids and just retire, man. And it's nothing against Alex Smith. It's just being a human being and wanting to see him live a productive life outside of football, not crippled. Because if, like you said, titanium rod, now granted, it's, it's extremely hard, 50 screws, but who wants to deal with that? Be able to walk up and down the beach with your kids, your grandkids, et cetera. Please do not try to actively play an NFL game this season or any year beyond. That's just my two cents on that. Me, I think he, I think he should go for it, man. I'm not, I don't like, I don't think anyone should tell someone else when to quit. I don't know what that guy can withhold. I don't know what that, I mean, the doctors know more than I do. I mean, go for it. I like to see him at least take a snap and knee it, man, and go out with it. I know he's not going to get an applause, unfortunately, but go out with his teammates, carrying him out the field, man. You know, not not on a stretcher, obviously, but on his shoulders, you know, and, and, and with his hand up, man. I, I think he should go out like that. Maybe it happens week one, he takes a knee, the last snap of the game or the first snap of the game, man. We sacrifice it down for him, man. Maybe that's what we got to do. Maybe that's all he wants. Maybe he thinks he can play, but I think that's his – his job only his it's only up to him to do that. I, I don't think anyone else should tell him to quit unless they see he can't do it. Like you can't just say, well, I see he can do it, but he might get hurt and it's over for him. That's his call. That's not Rivera's call. That's not Dan Snyder's call. That's not our call. That's Alex Smith's call, man. If he wants to go out there and fuck his life up, that's his call. No, Honestly, it no, is not. his call. If he's good no, enough to play, not. if he's good enough to play, it's his call. If he's not good enough to play, it's a whole different story. That was RG 3s call in twenty fucking twelve, man. And look what happened to him. Exactly. Why? Though? That, that, that's not. That's not on us. That's on him. No, know, it's but not. Sometimes you got to protect it, no, people from themselves, man. That, I know. I know yes. you do. But this isn't. A, this isn't a rookie that you don't know yet. This is a guy who's who you already know is smart enough to tell you the truth. He will tell no, you he's he not. can't go. I think he, he would tell you if he can't right go, now. man. He's been pretty he's, honest he's, about this whole thing. I think he would tell you if he can't he, go. He's protecting himself in controlled situations. 
you saw what happened when he didn't know his kids were really, You're breaking up. You're breaking you're up. Little retarded. His knee was step. It, it locked. I shouldn't say buckle. It locked. Yeah. He so, dropped. Go ahead. But, but the second he steps on that football field, even if it's just a handoff or whatever, man, those the other teams not going to hold back because he has because he's Alex Smith. They are not going to hold back. It's he's not going to he's not going to do that. He's going to he's going to take a knee and that's going to be it. And everybody on the other side is going to let them do it because they're probably going to sacrifice the first down of the game. I hope so. And you know what? He should be the captain on day one, marching out. He should do the Man. coin toss. He should be. Hey, Dev, um, if, if, if they do that, like, yeah, be the captain day one. If it's, a, if it's a gentleman's agreement between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team that, hey, Alex is going to come out. You're going to line up one of your guys in the neutral zone. He's going to take a snap. He's going to knee. And that's it. It's off, offsetting penalties. That would be awesome. If, if that's what Philly decides to do, I'm grateful. I just – Man, like, we've been tormented as Skins fans. I do not want to see this guy come back from, a, like, a miraculous recovery and get injured. Like, it's it just – for me, it doesn't make sense, man. And when you look at the timeline of things, if, if Alex Smith did not get injured, this would be Dwayne Haskins' year. We would be moving on. Yeah. Oh, like, I, I wish Ellie was in here because I, I want to ask him. I know they got that spot on the practice squad now. You can put one veteran that nobody can touch on it. I wonder if Alex Smith could be that guy. It saves the roster spot and lets him still practice. Because I think even if he wants to play, I think he's probably a year away. But I don't think he's. I don't think he should play. I personally feel that way, but I'm not going to be the guy to tell him that. I want him to go out. And I think he's going to have to get hit. I think we're going to have to see him get hit. Well, Ron already said happen. that. He has to show that he can do right. these things but in a the live only way, situation. The only way to do that is to get him hit. I don't know if we need to scrimmage each other. Or just say, hey, go out there and tackle the drills every day this week. How yeah. horrible would you feel if you're a teammate of Alex Smith on the Washington football team and you re-injure his leg? Man, look, scrimmage. he didn't get injured. He didn't get injured getting hit. He got injured. The turf injured him, right? Pretty much. Wasn't it the grass that got him? I mean, no. J.J. Watt, right? Watt, Watt was tackling him. He was trying to evade J.J. Watt, but yeah. – I, I, I don't care. I can't I mean, remember. it's like RG3. He didn't get hit. I guess unless you got the uh, the uh, Baltimore where they grabbed his leg up. But yeah, but he, he was finally so fucked far it up. Gone. He didn't he get so hit. far gone by then. Right. He didn't get hit. I mean, it, it, it could happen. It could happen to him walking down the street and he tear his leg up again, man. It could. That's true. You could be cooking you know, a pizza. Look, it's, at the end pizza. of the day, I think Alex feels like that leg is a bonus leg, man. He felt like he could have lost it. So if he loses it now, he already dealt with it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if, if somebody says, oh, man, you barely, you know, you almost lost $5, man, you know, it's like, well, fuck it, I'm playing with, you know, the Lord's money now, let's go. I mean, I, I just feel that way. Uh, I don't, don't want to tell that guy to leave. What's the I mean, yet, man? I know, I know. It's, it sucks that his connection wasn't working with us. Hopefully he could jump back on, but if not, we'll, um, we'll, we'll ride yeah, But, Rod, you were talking about he, he, you know, doing this for his kids, and he's shown that he's – He's done it. He's he's back, right? I think it's all he's back, right? Uh, what else is there to prove? I guess is the question. And and he said he wants uh, to prove he's can play at the highest level. Of football I mean, like he was, I, I think he's 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 shown that at least to us fans. We've seen it on film. But if you really want a future with your with your family and children, I mean, one hit and you're back where you were. Like, what? You're gonna put your family through that again? I mean, I, really, Monday morning quarterback. I can't. 
you know, it's hard for us to say, put him be in his situation, but I can't imagine the stress and toll that put on his, Man, this, his, this his wife. Do it all the time. Those guys out there going out there with heart problems. You know, there's coaches playing with cancer. They, they yeah. could be spending that time with their families, man. There's all kinds of stuff people could be doing. It's not up to me or you to tell another man, hey, don't do it because you can get hurt. That's up to him and his doctors. His doctor said he's cool, then let him go out there and get hurt. Yeah. Hard head makes a soft ass, man. It's one of the, the best lessons in life. I hear that. I hear that. Well, we won't we won't beat that horse to death, but um I guess we'll see. We'll see with Alex Smith. At the end of the day, if if he ends up starting, then our season, I believe, would be a failure. And that's just because we don't know who our franchise quarterback would be in twenty twenty one and beyond. So that that that's the only reason I feel as strongly about it as I do, you know, other than the the, the injury. Um, I just don't want to be looking for a quarterback next April. But I just want to know whose roster spot he's taking. Who's that gonna Who's going to be the fringe guy that gets bumped off for Alex Smith who they probably don't really plan on playing? Aaron Colvin. Aaron, if Aaron Colvin makes the team or barely – I would be mad if he even barely didn't make the team. If he almost made the team, I'd be mad. Like, how the fuck did you even consider this dude? He got an interception in practice today against the backup quarterback, bro. The third-string quarterback, actually. Is you know that what his saying? first interception in the NFL? I don't know. I, I wonder if he gets like six or seven interceptions every practice, but never gets one in a game. I wonder if that, something <laughs> has to be going on for him to be in the league seven years and I get a motherfucking interception. That's he's, weird. He's, he is consistent. He must have like dicks his fingers, man. Like I'm trying to figure out how the hell you can't catch a ball, man. Ever. I, if there's somebody got a YouTube page where they show Aaron Coleman almost gets an interception, like they got like a montage of Hi- highlight reel. Aaron Coleman highlights a bunch of past deflections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he could take uh, Thaddeus Moss just got put on the injured reserve. Did you hear? Did you see that? Yeah. Did he yeah. pass waivers? No. So we we still have to wait a couple of days. Um, but yeah, that was that was the uh, crazy, the day three man. notes. But yeah, he he was uh, I'll talk about it now with Thad Moss. So uh, he he was released uh, with the injury designation. So if he clears waivers in the next, uh, I think seventy two hours, he'll land on the IR list. And then we could kind of retain them. So, so that means it's going to be Logan and Jeremy Sprinkle. Yep. 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 But no, there's um, damn, Ellie was talking about. I guess Rogers. there's some um, Rogers. yeah, there's there's Rogers, and then I guess there's some OSU Vintages. tight end uh, that's on our roster as well. I don't know his name though. But I liked yeah. Hintages last year. What is, how you say Ball? Hintages? Was it Ball? Let's yes, Ball. Ball. Yeah. There you go. Yep, that that sounds familiar. So yeah, it's uh, it, it sucks because it's a position of need. Um, the receiving core. Well, offensively, that's the most um, haphazard part of our our, our team right now. Somebody call you yet? Nah, I'm not sure what's up with him, man. Which I think Steve's trying to text him now. But uh, yeah. so earlier news this week, uh, topic two. So uh, so we hired a team president. Um, I know everyone already is, is tracking this, but uh, Jason Wright. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent, so he had some. Uh, he had about a six year career in the NFL. Uh, undrafted free agent. Uh, signed by the 49ers, uh, wasn't a prolific career at all. Um, not a knock on him, but um, I think it's awesome to see someone who didn't necessarily have success in the league get the academic achievements and accomplishments and come back uh, to a very prolific position. So when he retired in 2011 from the Cardinals, they wanted him to come back. He was actually a team captain. He was um, part of like their their NFLPA um, council uh, during like the lockout season. Um, 
lockout offseason, really. Um, but ended up retiring, uh, went to the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. He got a Master of Business Administration in Operations and Finance in 2013. Uh, he then started working as a partner for a management consulting firm, McKinsey & Company. I think Big the company. most... Yeah, big company, uh, huge. I think it's a company in D.C. as well, Steve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, looking at like that company portfolio, they had an actual page on Jason Wright. And they said, hey, his, his work focused on modernizing higher education institutions, government agencies, and industrial companies through large-scale transformation. So obviously everyone's aware that we've been transforming from the Washington Redskins to the Washington football team. We're in purgatory. I don't think that's going to be a final um, name, but he's going to handle the business side of operations. It's already come out that uh, Ron Rivera will handle the football side of things. Um, but someone who's understands the NFL language, I mean, serving as a player rep for the, uh, the you know, Players Association is, is a badge of honor as well. Um, so he already has respect within uh, those players' circles. And he's he's not necessarily DC bred and born, but he's been working in the area. He's established those professional relationships and contacts, I'd like to believe, with the, the note of working with government agencies. So whether or not this uh, turns into, I know we, we always talk about it, uh, moving the, the, the Washington football team back to DC, uh, that remains to be seen. But uh, happy for him, the first black president, um, team president in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said it himself, he had a, a good, um, good interview with Michael uh, Strahan, on, I think, believe Good Morning America, but he said, hey, when you're the first at anything, like it's it's always an honor uh, to be there. So very happy for him, very happy for the Washington football team uh, with that hire, and hopefully it pans out to be good. Any uh, thoughts uh, on his hiring, gentlemen? First of all, man, y'all need to stay off my owner, uh, media man. That dude's got a black president, uh, Rivera coach, Doug Williams is still there in the front office. They got a uh, Julie Donaldson uh, leading up the media. I mean, they changed Diverse. the name yep. from the yeah from the uh, Redskins to Washington Football Team. Uh, he held the owners a Jewish guy. I mean, what I don't understand how much more racist we can be. You know, I mean, we've done everything. Washington has done everything they've asked them to do. Maybe not in the timeline you want it done, but. You know, they seem to have gotten the – they seem to have taken the hint very well, and they've made the changes that everybody's asking for, man. So let's give this guy a chance to see if they can – all this off-the-field goodwill will translate into some on-the-field goodwill, man. I'm going to give them a shot, man. I'm going to stay off their back. This whole, hey, look, they're not the Redskins anymore, man. The fucking name's done, man. Get over it. It's not coming back. All these petitions. You can go to heaven and ask Jesus to sign a petition, man. He's not changing it back to Redskins, bro. It's over. Let it go, man. Red Wolves, uh, Red Coats. I don't give a shit what you call them, man. The Red Foxes, Sanford Sons on the side of the helmet. I don't give a fuck, dog. Redskins are done. That shit's over with, man. Yeah, I think it I mean, at first I, I had no idea who Jason Wright was, but after reading up on him and hearing all the interviews, I think I heard like five different interviews. Um, and it kind of exciting so we didn't know the lanes in the road so we know he's the business guy like you said right Rodney he has um he has the name underneath him the name change that's underneath his purview he has the fan engagement underneath his purview which I thought kind of bled into um Julie's lane but yeah you know but his goal he goes is to he said it 
I don't know if it's facetiously, but he need, he wants to double the value of the franchise. He's all about the business. He's not getting involved. He has nothing to do with personnel, nothing to do with football operations. His goal is to increase the value of the team, and that's through engagement, like Julie said. That's through um, a new stadium. That's through changing the name. And, um, you know, one of his strategies, I put this in the, our admin chat, was kind of do it through diversity, inclusion, and accountability and transparency, not just to the fans, right? He said fans should have a say, fans should, you know, have a vote, but they should also know what's going on. I think that was a kind of a, I don't know if it was a shot at Bruce, but we, we talked to Bruce like what, twice a year? And all we got was some cheesy BS about winning off the field and just irrelevant. It was, it was horrible. Um, but the common theme that we haven't talked about yet with all of those interviews Jason Wright did was he mentioned Tanya Snyder in every interview. So he kept saying, you know, Tanya Snyder, Dan Snyder, Tanya Snyder. So to me, it sounds like Tanya Snyder is more involved with the team than we ever knew before. Um, he spoke nothing but good about them, of course. And uh, Al Galdi tried to say, you know, I guess Dan told Jason Wright, um, some of the, here's our issues, but he tried to get him to say, well, what is that conversation that you and Dan had about the problems with the team? And he goes, you trying to get me fired on my second day on the job. <laughs> he wasn't even, he actually didn't even report yet. I think he reports next week officially, but um, so yeah, I, I think it's a good move. Um, I don't, people are going to call it a token hire. I, I, I sounds like he's qualified. He's the right person for the job. Um, I'm a firm believer that diversity breeds innovation. So it, in inclusion, it's like I said, it's not just for the fans, but you're talking about the staff. A lot of the staff front office never had a voice. So I feel that more people are going to have a say or at least have input to be, instead of just being like a, a dictatorship, it's kind of almost sound like it's going to be a democracy a little bit. Um, so yeah, man, Jason Wright, good hire. I'm excited. It's a, it's a weird world we live in where you have to force someone to make a change for the betterment of their company. And it works yeah. out. It worked out great so far. I mean, this year, anyways. Yeah, I, shout I'm out to Skins of, fans for that, man. <laughs> Without man, yeah, we we uh, we we definitely forced out Bruce Allen. Um, it, it's nice. Like, here's the thing. So, like Steve just said. So, I, I I didn't realize that Jason Wright hadn't been formally introduced or at least formally stepped into the role. Um, we know he's the hire, um, but for him to already be accepting media interviews, being vocal, putting himself out there. Like Bruce Allen was a coward, man. That oh, is, he, is he Bruce hit. Allen? Is he the new Bruce Allen? Yes. And, and, and did, they split the, did they split the responsibilities between Bruce Allen, between him and, and the coach? Yes. Was, yes. Okay. That's what I was thinking. So Ron yeah. is basically the GM and then Jason Wright is, is the, the bit. So it's, it's basically, it's business and personnel. So let's so I think that's how the football Williams then? He is player development, senior VP for player development. He kind of got demoted from senior vice president of football operations. That's what but, I thought he was last year, right? Yeah, he's a senior vice president of player development. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy because when uh, when Monday started, I just remember tweeting like, damn, like it's it's awesome to be a, a Washington football team fan. Like I, I've never been pumped about a team president um, and I was, and that's not because he's a black dude being hired. It just, his, his resume seemed to speak about his capabilities. Um, and it, it's nice to have a fresh voice. It's, it seems to be an attaboy system. 
um, and nepotism uh, reigns yeah. supreme within the NFL. Um, so to see someone who's not really an outsider, but who is an outsider, get the job, um, I'm really excited about that. And he What's said it came that? out. He came out of left field. He had it was zero warning. He got a phone call and it was like, "Huh? Excuse Wonder me. This. Yeah. You want me to be what?" He had zero. It's uh, a cool feeling, though. He said, "I was completely content working at um with the firm McKinley. I don't. I want to quote it wrong, but he was completely content working at the job he was working. He he had. It was funny. He's like, I I just got the phone call and and." There yeah, was McKinsey so. and company. Yeah, that, that's, company. That, that's yeah. awesome, man. The coolest part about it is when people do say, well, it's an affirmative action hire. It's hiring because it's black. I'm like, yeah, all right. If they did do that, guess what? They still nailed it. The guy's completely qualified, man. He's yeah. completely qualified for it. And him being black is a bonus. And a former player, he's got the education. Um, so, yeah. So he I'm understands excited. the ins and outs, the, the specific nuances of the NFL. Um, so, yeah, happy, super excited for that so moving on other guys. 31 teams man watch do the same thing man yeah. you know hire somebody different get a woman in there man do something different be willing to take a chance i'm i'm, I'm with you on that yeah. so looking at some of the practice notes from this week uh this will be kind of the conclusion of the pod as we wrap down it's it's got a time we're not ra- wrapping up yet but uh so chase young was a uh, kind of limit with a hip flexor injury kerrigan's been seen on Numerous photos uh, shared by the media videos uh, backing him up uh, under the starting uh, defensive line. Now, no offseason, no preseason games, rather. Um, this would probably be something we'd be willing to sit him out for anyway. It makes sense to save that dude um, for week one when it really matters. So let Chase Young uh, get healthy. Any uh, concerns that you guys have with it being the 21st of August and Chase Young battling a hip flexor injury? Uh, do you think that's going to prolong into week one and beyond? No. Yeah, I think they were just being overly cautious, which is which I have no problem with. You yeah. got to – that's your stud. Protect him. Save him. Carriage is going to start anyway, so. He you might. So? He starts at Madden. He starts at Madden, man. So who knows? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's interesting. I do not know. I mean, Madden is not – it's not that's fucking cool. – the actual they had depth chart. Free safety too, by the way. They do, yeah. They had full art free safety in Madden. It's just what a fucking waste. That that damn game pisses me off. I only play it because it's free with my PC. I'm playing um, it right now on PS4. Service. It's it's decent. <laughs> it's decent. All right, so Sadiq Charles, guys, um, hasn't practiced yet. Um, so obviously, you guys know him, the uh, tackle from LSU. Um, he, we had no idea why he wasn't practicing. Nothing really came out. And Ben Stanley actually put it out today. Uh, ben Standing from The Athletic a report today. He's battling a calf injury, and he's expected to miss additional days. Um, so Ron Rivera came out earlier this week, said the issue was minor. Wouldn't really go into any detail beyond that. Obviously, we found out it's a calf injury. But for a position of need, left tackle, the dude is – you can't say he's shooting himself in the foot because injuries happen. And I get it. I understand it. But in the, calf. the most, yeah, shot himself in the calf. It is the most unopportune time for him to have an injury. And we need it because reports that we've, that have been coming out is that the defensive line has been whooping our tail, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's expected. I mean, there's, there's multiple first rounders on that defensive line. Um, but you, you hate to hear of a guy that you were, potentially looking to lean on maybe not week one, but maybe week eight, nine, 10 uh, moving forward. And he's been unable to be productive. So uh, do you guys have any concerns or who do you think 
uh, should step up or will step up uh, to be the offensive tackle. Devs Boyd, Jerron Christian. We got to be, yeah. right? I mean, look, <laughs> mean, meanwhile, Trent Williams is over at Pancake and uh, Joey Bosa. Yeah. You know, uh, I've said it before, man. Should have waited till next year to cut to uh, trade this dude. After we didn't trade him when we should have, we should have kept him till next year. Made no sucks. Yo, it's my boy's a 49ers fan. He's been teasing me and talking shit, but Trent's been looking really good. You know how Trent, how much Bosa, Trent man. would make, make, uh, Young and sweat better and carry the defensive end better. Yeah, man, He's I know. Pancaking just... the defensive MVP in practice, four and zero in practice against him today. They said was beating his ass up down the field, man. And that's the guy we just let go for a third round pick that got a calf injury and has never practiced. Yeah, it, it has to be drawn, Christian. I mean, uh, from from what I've heard, Cornelius Lucas is not doing as well. He's just he's he's a right apparently he's a right tackle by trade, so I told you I don't know and and this is this is some of the reasons that I think Dwayne for the reported Dwayne Dwayne issues that they said we were having that the line's been kind of Swiss cheese at camp going against that Ionitis Allen Kerrigan Sweat Young what do you expect I mean it's good for the defense it it just I feel bad that if we have to go into the, to the season with that offensive line with Sadiq and and Jerron who knows it left tackle it's got to be locked down so that is scary next thing you know it's going to be a blindside hit and then bam who might be trotting into the game number 11 <laughs> I hope not <laughs> oh man don't say that don't that say make a that. trade for Cam Newton before they let that happen <laughs> hey it, so we know we got offensive line uh, injuries, you know, and woes, but uh, JP Finley was reporting that we had full pads at, you know, the second day of practice and full contact. So that's something that did not occur under Jay Gruden. Um, we weren't having the big contacts, uh, the big hitting. Um, they were pr- typically gun shy in practice. And it's debatable whether or not that translated to, I don't even want to say the I word, but there were people who would leave games earlier than the end of the, uh, the game so i'll say that without jinxing anything but with guys going a little bit harder learning how to protect themselves and practice do you guys see any benefit of that especially without there being any preseason games they need to hit anyway do you think this is something that's going to continue into the regular season as we move forward i think so because remember ron's thing was tempo he has to we talked about this last pod he had to create game environments and practice and to do that is tempo and it's so refreshing to see players being like what did what was the um dj swearinger remember how he would always complain about practice and they were just sitting around walking practices weren't practice dancing yep absolutely so it's so refreshing to see tempo and players hitting and i like to bring him back at this far too oh man i think he would be great i mean two two strong safeties paired together but um yeah, it's, it's good, right? I mean, when was the last time we, we've seen that? Joe Gibbs. Um, Schottenheimer, so yeah, like, sort of, but they didn't take to him very well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I, when I saw that note, I was like, that's phenomenal. These guys might be okay. Now, hopefully they don't get injured. You know, the eye work, not going to win like you said, Rodney. But I think only good can come of it. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. So, Dev, you talked about Kendall Fuller earlier, uh, you know, with just – Madden really saying, hey, they got him starting at free safety. But uh, he's been playing cornerback in, uh, in practice. Yeah. And one thing that we always had hoped for with our previous cornerback uh, regime, uh, 
whether it be Quentin Dunbar or Josh Norman, was to have the number one guy travel. Dunbar sort of did it a little bit, but we were pretty stagnant um, on where we would place our cornerbacks. But Kendall Fuller's been shadowing, you know, uh, Terry McLaurin in practice. Did well, broke up passes, uh, stayed on his hip. I mean, McLaurin is seemingly from from year one is a, is a, a an a1 type receiver um but to hear you know iron sharpens iron and fuller staying with him traveling with the number one i think that's 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 great um because yeah. typically we would shut down a side of the field but we wouldn't shut down the other 75 percent and we would get our ass kicked for four quarters so i think having someone who's capable of traveling if, if fuller is that guy um last time he was with us he was a, a slot cornerback seems like we're going to move him on the outside i don't know exactly how he played in kansas city but um that for me that's exciting to read and to hear that hey you know what we maybe the dude has grown into who his his frame and maybe he's grown into his NFL position, you know, and, and just understands the league a lot better and can right. travel. And that's something that we haven't had probably since Champ Bailey, I I, I guess. A traveling cornerback? Yeah, you know, someone yeah. who run around, yeah. Wow, yeah. It wasn't Josh Norman, say that much. Yeah, it wasn't Josh. No, that's, that's not, Josh. That, that wasn't his game. Wasn't yep. his game. I like Josh. I'm not going to back yeah. on Josh. I, like, wish, I, wish, I wish we still had Josh. Yep. I like that, Josh. That was not his game, and they nope. unfortunately they tried to make Minuski, you know, the same guy who would put Montez Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan in coverage. So that tells you what we were dealing with. Dude, but, Chase Young dropped back in coverage for me and Matt. I, I know he did. He, oh, he did God. drop back. Uh, Montez Sweat or Chase Young <laughs> dropped back in coverage this week too. But I don't. Either way, I, Dev, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you say Kendall Fuller was going to be a safety? No, I said, I said, this he's is what smiling, I said. Y'all, y'all I can't said, see his face, but he's smiling. He's I said, smiling. I said, hey, man, I said, Kendall Fuller plays safety some in Kansas City. And I was like, he could line up there if, let's say, Sean, I don't believe in Sean Davis at all, man. And I like the name Sean because that's my name. But that dude sucks, man. And I've always said that. I think that he's a, I think the Fuller's a better choice at free safety if we have, if if uh, Fabian Moreau steps up, and then you have uh, what's the young cat's name? That Jimmy, Jimmy Moreland. Yeah, Moreland steps up, and the guy from Philadelphia comes in, and he steps up. Ronald Those Darby. guys are legit NFL starting caliber corners. If two Aaron of them, are, why not put Fuller at free safety? Then you got all your fa- four favorite or your four best defensive backs out there in base. Now I know we only play base about twenty five percent of the time, so it really doesn't matter. Sean Davis to go out there when Kendall Fuller goes to corner in nickel and dime, you know, whatever you want to do it, or Apke, who I'm rooting for. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, Ap- dude, so Apke is like the next next top I was going to talk about. Like, he's he's been I, starting at free safety next to Landon. So I told y'all that, too. I believe in the guy. Like, so Ellie doesn't. Well, Ellie does. You know what? Hey, Ellie's not here to defend himself. So Ellie actually believes in Troy Apke. He just one of y'all said he One of y'all said he sucks and he's probably going to get <laughs> oh, cut. No, no. No, that was, that was Ellie. And I, I supported Ellie only because of what we saw last year. Apke took some horrible angles. I mean, dude, and he couldn't even make up for, for his speed. That was football knowledge. Like, coaching matters. Coaching. White DB I, 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 I lives it. matter, bro. I get it. Coach has to put <laughs> players in positions to succeed. I get it. But he took some terrible angles, even just on tackles last year. He granted, limited action. So he's got talent. So you could take that Didn't talent. did he have more interceptions than Calvin? Probably this one, think, yeah, one to nothing. Yeah. But I, I, I'm hopeful, man. We yeah. we need something like we need a diamond in the rough. Like we, so I think we're all fairly confident about our front seven. 
it's it's the back four that we're really kind of. I don't even know who starts at line. Who starts at linebacker? Who's been starting linebacker right now? They've been mixing it up so much. It's hard hard to the say. The only one I think that's been there starting every day has been uh, Foster and Thomas. I, I don't know who's playing the other linebacker. Well, the front four, we know, without a doubt. The, the, yep. the, the, the middle three, I think I'm, I'm more confident in the middle three than I am the back four, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's more talent to go around. I, mean, I broke down talent. the quarterbacks. Exactly. The quarterbacks. Those cornerbacks, I think – Fuller has to be a cornerback, especially now that the Apke is showing signs of life. He can't. Fuller cannot play safety. We. I have, would rather. I would rather Fuller play corner. I'm just saying. He needs to be the. He needs to be the number one corner on the team. He's getting paid like one. I'd rather him play corner. I just think that if if we don't have a free safety, you got to put him there. Yeah, but we do now. We got we got Apke. I think. We're I good. hope. I hope Sean Davis so plays man. well, man. I don't want him yeah. cut or nothing. And uh, don't is the Shazer ever a safety? Is he a safety? Is he? A, he, why is. is he yep. Oh, you're talking about the Black Reed Doherty, that guy? <laughs> the guy who just shows up and gets, gets three picks <laughs> out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> hey, three picks yeah. in one year. Colvin ain't got none. Oh, man. We're going to try to get Colvin on the pod. And get Colvin gonna, on the podcast, he's gonna man. He's going to listen to this episode and the previous Look, episode and the one before I'll, that. Like, man, fuck Sean. Colvin's probably going to be a Hall of Fame coach somewhere one day. Something's going to – Something's going to shake for that dude, but it ain't going to be playing defensive back, man, because that dude cannot catch anything. He couldn't catch herpes in a whorehouse, man. I'm getting you an Aaron Colvin jersey. I'll wear that motherfucker, man. I mean, I could probably wear it and not catch COVID. Yeah, <laughs> you make Aaron Colvin mask. That's the cure, motherfucker. Inject yourself with the same shit Aaron Colvin has in his veins, and you ain't going to catch shit. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Right. COVID. We won't, we won't, you we got won't, the won't. COVID instead of COVID. That's, see? <laughs> All right. COVID-19, COVID man. <laughs> All right. We won't, we won't beat them up too much more. So we, we, we sort of touched on this earlier, but um, so the offensive line's been getting beat down. Um, today we signed uh, two offensive uh, linemen. So the first one is uh, guard Joshua Garnett. He's 6'5", 305 pounds. He is a first rounder, uh, 28th pick in 2016 out of Stanford by the 49ers. Um, he was most recently cut by the Lions August 10th. And uh, looking up his his data, concern for me, um, August 2017, he was placed on IR after a knee scope. So I'm like, okay, you know, he had his knee scoped, understandable, place him on IR. But the move um, was more about his conditioning. Uh so six five three oh five, you're already a big dude. And the question I have, we bring Shannon, we bring Shannon in here and have him run, man. Three oh five is a on the smaller end. Yeah, no, like, but I mean, just I mean, three hundred five pounds is still heavy. Yeah, smaller for a guard for sure, yeah. but just human being, you're, that's a big dude. Like if oh, you're yeah, not yeah. conditioned, so here's the thing. You, but I guess kind of playing devil's advocate, if that's a smaller guard and your concern is conditioning. Like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Like, that's – do you really want to be an NFL player? Like, so, who knows? I, we do have concerns at the left guard position. Um, I haven't been hearing, you know, the brothers Wes, uh, whether or not who's been stepping up. Maybe he's going to plug and play on the left side. Don't know, but, you know, that's that's what I heard I'm about. I'm find Sadiq Charles over here. Yeah, that left side suspect is going to be – I think Wes, was it Pierce, Pierce Bocker? Pierce so, Bocker? No, no, Pierce Bocker is the uh, one of the centers. It's um, Wes Schweitzer and Wes Martin, I believe. Wes Martin, that's Martin, that's right. Yep. That whole left side suspect, though. 
that's that's horrible because that's also the quarterback's blind side. So yep. I, it's yeah, one it thing you always hear about a, a a wide swing an outside linebacker or defensive end, but the last thing you need is a fucking defensive tackle weighing 330 pounds come up the middle as well and crunch them with a 265 pound offensive, you know, or defensive end at the same time. So definitely got to shore this up uh, for sure. And then the, uh, the second one gents was a tackle David Steinmetz man of a mountain, like a mountain of a man rather. So he's six, eight, 321 pounds, like big ass dude. Damn. Yeah. Uh, His mama had a lot of staples. (laughs) (laughs) He's an undrafted free agent from Purdue. uh, You know, you're a big motherfucker when you make a, make a motherfucker question your mama's vagina, man. That's a huge (laughs) fucking head. Just, uh, just coming out like Ace Ventura. out of. I don't think, see, listeners, I don't think Dev understands that most men aren't born 6'8", 321 pounds, so he probably had a decent <laughs> chance coming out the birth canal, but we had at least take 30 it. pounds. <laughs> like gave birth to a, a Volkswagen Jetta. Yeah. Shit. But big dude, uh, he broke his ankle last year, uh, so he was he was signed by Miami in 2018, didn't really play. Uh, he was on the Houston Texans practice squad uh, later last year, and then he broke his ankle for the Texans uh, last year, spent the season on IR. They released him a week ago. How many starts he got? Um, uh, I didn't see any starts. Like, literally, I had originally wrote in my notes that he's a Navy SEAL um, because I couldn't oh, find well, anything on him. Like, literally, he start, he need, he's my first – he's my guy I want to see play then. You won me over right there. He, hey, he might. He might, yeah. So, they liked his length, pause, and they liked his strength. So, <laughs> that's that's when he, when he played for the team, you know, or the tryouts earlier today. That's what they liked about him. So, uh, it's – we spoke about earlier in the pod that left tackle is obviously a, a question mark for us. I'm not sure if this dude's going to step in off the streets and be our guy, but hell, it'd be pretty awesome if the dude could just show up and gel and be that guy. So I guess uh, it remains to be seen. Any comments on that? No, I mean, no. we're just, hey, we're, it's, we're, we're testing people out. It sucks that there's no, we, we keep saying this, it sucks that there's no, Sort of preseason games. We what all you have to do is keep Trent Williams. All you have to do is keep Trent Williams, man. Never they should play. have. But here, I don't know if did he did he respond to? I think I read that he wasn't even willing to answer Ron Rivera's phone call. When he man, took the job. that dude said he was going to show up and play, man. No, I thought he. I thought he wasn't even given an opportunity with the new regime. I thought that's what I. I, Listen, I could be wrong. I could be. Wrong. All I'm saying, dude, my my uncle Chris, man, rest in peace, man. He taught me the most valuable lesson I ever learned in my life. He said he's the worst guy ever. But he taught me the best lessons. He said, never pass up some for show pussy for some I don't know pussy. And that's what we did, man. We passed up some for show pussy for some I don't know pussy. Every time you think, man, I got this chick at the house, but I got this harder one. I just go across town on meet her. She never shows up. Then you lost out on both. That's what we did, man. We had some for show pussy in the house, man. And we went outside for some new pussy, and we ended up with no pussy. That's what's happening right now. No pussy. So I'm looking at Ron Rivera. So I found that out. I found you know, you know listeners are gonna love that one. <laughs> I found a CBS Sports article uh, from like March 1st of this year when Ron first took the job, or a couple couple weeks after. But uh, Ron's quote was, "Hey, the meeting with Trent went well. Very friendly. He expressed to me he wants to be to to use this year as a prove yourself year to prove that he could be part of this program." Uh, so I said, "Yes, sir." Uh, and then we traded him. What's up? Yeah. And then we traded him for nothing. <laughs> for a fuck up dude with a cow who's competing with Jerron Christian, man. 
this is I'm I'm sorry I misquoted. It was those were Trent Williams' words. So it was that went Ron Rivera's, but Trent Williams was saying, "Hey, the meeting went well." Um, but he wanted Ron Rivera from from Trent Williams. The way I'm reading this, it says he wanted so Ron wanted Trent to use this year as a prove itself year. That's that's what it was. Trent wanted a contract extension. And Rivera coming as a new head coach didn't know if Williams was going to still be was he would he revert to his I'm a leader type ways or would he revert to the cancerous locker room dude who said a fucking helmet hurt it didn't want to play after clearing like your physical or something silly like that so Man, he wasn't he wasn't really a distraction he didn't say anything to anyone he didn't make any comments that whole year they came looking for comments for that dude for the they fan base let him was. Play. They let should him play. have. She just kept him on the team, man. That I'm with stupid. you, man. But here's the thing. So here's the thing, though, for Ron. So if Ron kept him on and then he was d- still disgruntled and said, like, I'm not going to play unless I have a contract extension and he fucking holds out, then you have a new head coach trying to bring some sort of structure back to an organization. Well, no. Then all we have is now is Jerron Christensen still playing left tackle. We'd be in the same situation we are now. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be any different, man. It wouldn't have been any different. Instead, it could be worse. The only thing that could have happened is it could have went worse, which is what it did. Yeah. No, I, okay, man. That makes sense. I know El, if Ellie was here, he'd be kicking my ass right now with the facts about why we should have got rid of Trent, man. But fuck the facts, man. Trent was better than this dude. Trent's better than any other tackle in the league. Now he's going to prove it. Now he's going to prove it, man. He's going to be all pro this year, which I told you. All pro. First, he's never been all pro. As good as that motherfucker's been in Washington, and he should have been all pro a couple of times. He's going to be all pro this year. I can promise you that. If he's not injured, he's all pro. Off the rip. He only have to play like an all pro, but they're going to call him an all pro. Why? Because he's not well, Washington you know, anymore. You know, Trent ran a exactly. 4 8. Right. That is insane. He's a, he's a tight end, man, playing fucking tackle. That's like, you can't stop that dude, man. They called him a fucking gorilla, dog. And he liked it. Yeah. You call bad. me a gorilla, I'm going to say it's racist. Number one, but number two, <laughs> but number two, man, for real, Trent Williams is the man. We should have kept him, man. He's the best player on our team, and we let him go for a third round pick or second best player, Tress Way, number one. But <laughs> Trent hey, he, just, he broke my heart, man. He I think broke we my can, heart, dude. Can thank uh, Bruce Allen for that one. Yeah, like, man, it wasn't no, it wasn't Bruce, man. It was fucking uh, the new guys got rid of him. No, but, I mean, we could have traded him last year for a first-round pick. Right. Now you just gave away some for show for some I don't know. What you did, man. Yeah. Stupid. That sucks. So, gents, uh, hate to close out the pod on such a a somber topic, but uh, last night we were all hit with the news uh, that the Washington football team's head coach, Ron Rivera, was diagnosed with uh, squamous cell carcinoma, which is the second most common form of skin cancer. I think thankfully for us, thankfully for him, um, don't want to be selfish and say us, but thankfully for him and his family, apparently he caught it very early. And they say that most of the, uh, those uh, squamous cell carcinomas are, are curable and highly treatable. So we, we all hope and pray this is the case with Ron. Um, they, so, said he, they said he had sat on it for two weeks because he was stubborn. He didn't want to go to the doctor. And, and I think someone made him go. Thank God, man. Thank God. Yeah. It's just 2020 has been such a year one for the ages man and like when i heard the news last night i I tweeted like man i want to cry myself to sleep and just (laughs) selfishly like you think about yourself like come on god like what am i doing like and i get 
Ron Rivera is not getting cancer because Rodney is a fan of the Washington football team. Like it's just, it, it happens, but you just feel so down and dejected at times. And like, come on, like we've been dealing with so much shit Can we get this season. Can, Can we get a win? Like, it's like every time something good happens, something it was bad the week started great, man. Like yeah. Alex wrong, Alex man. came back and you're happy yes. for Alex. Yeah. You hire a team president. You're rolling it to Friday and you're like, Hey, Thursday evening, I'm about to have a nightcap with the wife and lay down and you see ESPN talk about hey, Washington football team's head coach has been diagnosed with cancer. And you're like, What? Like you it gotta is. be kidding me, man. So that it's means just like going on a date with the most gorgeous woman in the world, and then you you know you get home and y'all get on a love making mood, and then you pull the pants down, and you see a dick. Oh jeez, <laughs> knew I knew it was going to that. It, so I was going good, to go herpes, but the, the good part is that means we're bound to have something good happen next, right? Isn't that the pattern that's been going on? Good going in the hype the other season football, te- the Redskins football team name. Okay, bad. Um News of Alex Smith coming back. Okay, great. Darius Geis, bad. Um, Alex Smith making more progress. Ron Rivera, cancer, bad. Like, something good has has got to happen. Maybe it's Marcus Ball. Apparently, he, he might be the diamond in the rough. I don't know. We're going to win the Super Bowl and then find out that everybody on the team was on steroids. There's going to be some dumb stuff, man, happen. There's going to be some dumb stuff happening, man. But my, So, my thing is – I, don't, I mean, I don't know how Ron Rivera is going to get treated with this. Is he going to do? Is he going to do chemo? Is he going to do, you know, the traditional treatment? And if so, if he's going to be out of the loop, does does Jack Ron's Rio. does Ron's powers pass down to Jack Del Rio? Is what I was saying. Ron has a lot of power, and that's scary because my point I don't know is, if he has that power. I think he just probably just does all the other shit from home, except for I, coach. I agree. I hope. I hope it's just coach the team and all those other general manager duties stay with ron yeah yeah so Uh i i've read that steve i've read that so yeah it's um they're saying so ron is expected to to still fully coach the team be there on sunday standing up strong and proud um Mm -hmm. to make those executive decisions you know during the game time they're saying like the monday through friday some of the admin so the way i've read some of the reports that hey all the administrative duties will kind of be highlighted for hey jack this is why i want you to this is how I want you to run the team this week. These are my here are my notes. I'm going to go through cancer treatment. You know, Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday, whatever. Return to the team. Um, but if there's any sort of addressing the team, addressing the media during the week, it seems like Jack would handle that. And then when it comes time to coach, you know, um, Ron Rivera would be the coach. And I think that's the silver lining for us. Del Rio hasn't been an outstanding head coach. He hasn't been a horrible one either. So I went and pulled his his coaching stats. Um, so he's our plan B. If Ron can't be the guy on Sunday, Jack would obviously stand up and be the guy uh, to be the head coach of the team. So his regular season record, 93-94. Postseason, 1-3. Career, 94-97. Um, when you look at Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is a, a 76-63-1 regular season guy, 3-4 and four in the postseason. So a little bit more postseason um, success and appearances, obviously Super Bowl appearance, and then career uh, 79, 67, and one. Um, so I think from when you look at the, the the head of an institution, the coaching head, we're in good hands. We're in good hands. I'm aside from Jack Del Rio being a little bit political on Twitter, 
and he's that's his prerogative. I mean, he can he can support whoever he wants to support. Um, I just hope that if he is expected to stand in for Ron, that that doesn't cause any sort of dissension. And we haven't heard anything thus far, so I don't think it would. Maybe he's already addressed the team privately and said, hey, guys, I have my convictions. You have yours. I want you to be your own men. I want you to stand up for what you believe in, even if it conflicts with what others may believe in. So, I don't think he said shit since the last incident either. I haven't seen or heard. Um, I do follow Ron him probably on Twitter. Checked him. Ron he, probably checked him. Ron probably might have checked him. him. Jason Wright might have checked him. Uh, Jack, not Jack, but um, Julie Donaldson might have checked him. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they, someone they someone may you. have. Someone may have. Like, and here's the they thing. They have man. a divided like, locker room. I have I have the Redskins Addicts pod Twitter handle. In 99% of the time, I don't get political on that. Like, I have my own personal Twitter handle. And if I wanted to talk about that, I would. I can't anymore. Um, for my job, kind of been read the riot act, which is fine. Understand that. And it's what we should do anyway, remain apolitical. But um, Jack doesn't necessarily have the same principles or expectations that, you know, other people may have at their job. But, you know, it's, if he takes over, I think he'll do well. I'm hopeful that he'll do well. Um, but the ultimate hope that I have is that Ron Rivera remains, you know, the head coach. He, he, he fights this. Um, we support him uh, as best we can through thoughts and prayers. And uh, he pulls through uh, with a successful transition to be uh, cancer free. And then yeah, we need you, Ron, get healthy for you and your family and, and, and coach this team to victory. We need something. We need you. Yeah. Right. It's almost, I felt like, hate to say it, like when Lombardi was here, like he got everything going right. Right when he got everything going right, cancer. Yeah, I just I hope it's not the same outcome. You know, obvious uh, reasons. Sounds know. like it's not. So, I don't think it's a serious. I don't know what uh, cancer Lombardi had, but it seems like uh, Ron's is a, is a whole lot. More. It's if you're gonna get a cancer, this is the ones that you will want. Um, I, I guess that's sort of horrible, but. Yeah. If it makes sense to say, you know, that hey, if you're gonna get cancer, this is the type of cancer you wouldn't want because it's it's highly treatable. So, gents, uh, looks like we're wrapping up uh, pod fourteen. Brad Johnson pod shots to Brad Johnson pod as it was actually named by Steve. Uh, yeah, any uh, parting shots, comments, concerns that you'd like to give out to the fans? I would give a shout out to Ellie. Yeah, yeah, shout out, shout out to Ellie with the uh, the bootleg. T-Pain. Shout like, out to T Pain, T Pain, the auto tune internet. Like Ellie, we love you, dog. Gotta uh, get that fake, bro. Like, shout out to Phil and his uh, sister getting married tonight, so he couldn't be with us. Shout out to you. Y'all too. think Phil can dance? I was gonna say three left feet, but he'll he'll probably hit us up in the inbox with some break some, something horrible that I won't repeat on the pod. So yeah, we'll just say he has two left feet. I don't think he could dance. Dang, I bet Phil can go out there and do like floss. He can do all them little dances from Fortnite. He can do all them little I'll be doing some of them, but yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully, we can start streaming this into the into the Facebook uh, Redskins Addicts Facebook group and pull some of you in and maybe have some Q and A, some question, kick it, kick it with the group, and uh, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, man. So I, I'll I'll give a parting shout out to uh, homeboy. Hit me up on uh, on Twitter, man. Name's Thelonious Seven. Uh, dude runs a uh, a dogs by nature for Cleveland Browns fans. It's a, a podcast through SB Nation. Uh, but he has a, a series called The Opposition's Position. He invited me on. I uh, I spoke on his pod earlier. 
thought it was pretty cool. Never really been invited to a pod before. So I, I, I represented us well. Um, kind of sent me some uh, some messages he wanted to answer. Then through the power of internet and editing, it seemed like I was in the studio or on a live call with him. So uh, pretty cool. I tweeted out earlier, uh, put it on the Facebook page. But uh, yeah, check, check him out, check us out. And I'd like to invite him on our pod. Um, for our pre prior to our week three matchup with the, uh, the Cleveland Browns. And then yeah. another, another shout out to uh, Andy Burroughs, uh, the host of uh, the DC tweet team. Uh, so Twitter tag DC tweet team, 1932. Uh, he did invite me on this upcoming Sunday uh, to be a member of the show. It's going to be like a, a battle Royale, I guess, uh, between myself, the, the Burgundy zone, the DC tweet team. And uh, looking forward to that kind of cool. Uh, like I said, never really been part of things like that. But, uh, yeah, Andy Burroughs has been a, a long, long member of Redskins Addicts. He branched off, uh, started doing his own thing with the D.C. Tweet team. Uh, but nothing but love and respect for Andy. Yep, and uh, and Fargo, fuck Preston Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Aaron Colvin can't catch. <laughs> Take care, y'all. Be safe. Peace. Hail. Hail. Hail to the Washington football team.